to New England Beer Reviews, episode 25, Ticket to Vibe. My name's TJ Davis, alongside the ever-awesome Emily Schick. How you doing today, D's Nuts? Yeah. Yes, I chose a very cliche name for Zencaster today, but it made me laugh in my head, so... Well, there you go. Yeah, when it comes down to it, that's all that fucking matters. I'm doing okay. Work's been a lot, but, you know, doing the thing. All right, all right. Well, let's kick right into it. Um, Beer one today is from Brockton Beer Company, of course, called Ticket to Vibe. Ready? Three, two, one, crack. Only slight spray. Nice. All right, good scent to it already. Pouring it out, it definitely looks like it is a New England IPA instead of NEPA in name only. Yeah, it's not quite like total opaqueness, but pretty close. Smells great. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, let's see how it tastes. Well, I gotta well, get you the take picture a picture in first. I don't have to wait for you. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna look it up on Untapped to see what's in it. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking solid. Oh yeah, like that is a tasty New England style IPA. Probably could have gone a little bit heavier. On the Whirlpool Brown, which is weird for me to say. Yeah. Because usually I like it more dry hop, but it feels like it's missing something. Like, it, no. I, I, want it, I want it to be more something. And I'm not sure what that thing I want it to be is. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not sure either. Honestly, I think this is pleasant as hell. Like, there's really virtually no bitterness. Um did not realize this is an 8% as well, because it doesn't fucking taste like one. Like, but that's not an uncommon... Smooth. That's not an uncommon ABV for a New England style. Oh, I'd I say know. they usually average in, like, the, what, 7 or 8% usually. Yeah, usually around 7 to 8. I think that most uh, New England style IPAs are essentially done very similar to Dippa's. So, you usually get a little higher ABV. There, there's yeah. like there's like just a hint of bite at like the end of it yeah but like just a hint mm-hmm no i i like this this is pleasant go go brockton for doing something good yeah well, in case you don't live in massachusetts brockton sucks except it's not actually made in brockton it's made in norwood oh well <laughs> so <laughs> that yeah, okay. There you go. That feels... Yep, that makes sense to me. Can we just call it... It's like, we start, we we founded ourselves in Brockton, but can we just, like, not be here? Uh, they're a brew pub that is located in Brockton. Mm. Also, turn off your ringer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always forget something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Way to go, Emily. Jeez. Right? 
I am the fucking worst. So it makes me wonder then if there's a like, you know, sort of a beer maker space that's in Norwood that just does brewing for places that don't have their own brew setup. I forget what the fuck it, that sort of thing's called. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean... I kind of like what Dorchester Brewing Company does, but Dorchester does make their own beers too. But they also brew a lot of stuff that isn't theirs. Like Omnipolo stateside. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this was actually one of a couple of options I had um, in terms of Rockton Beer Company. Because I'd never even fucking heard of them. Yeah. This is from my little jaunt to the South Shore a while ago. And... uh yeah, I mean, I like I just looked a couple of them up on Untapped. This was the highest rated one, so I went with it. It's like I know that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the best one in my opinion, but like if I've never tried their shit before, it's usually not a bad place to start. Yeah, give it a shot, and you know it's a style that you like that you know well. I'm always disappointed when I look on Untapped and I don't see like what hops they used. Because, yeah. like, there's definitely, like, lighter hops, which makes me think probably Lotus, uh, maybe Vic Secret, but, like, it doesn't have, like, a lot of citrus or tart, or citrus or bitterness. So, like, I, I get just, some citrus off of it. I mean, like, a tiny little bit. It is surprisingly juicy. Like, this is the sort of thing that you could that could potentially be kind of dangerous if you're just sitting out on a hot summer day yeah i'm trying to see if i can so this is a double ipa i just looked it up on oh that's really fucking helpful uh their website just says has pronounced tropical notes rounded out by a smooth mouthfeel and assertive bitterness. I wouldn't call it assertive bitterness, actually. No, no, I wouldn't call it assertive bitterness at all. No, this is smooth like butter. Also, you got a cop going by, or an ambulance or some shit. Oh, yeah, that's what I forgot to do, is close my windows. So, why don't you talk for a few, and I do that real fast. Yay! Oh, God. Oh, God. Now what do I do? Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, so we did do a very brief Vermont trip, but we are not talking about that beer yet because we're saving those for another time when we're actually going to drink some Hermit Thrush while we talk about the stuff we had at Hermit Thrush and the other place we went. Uh, are you doing a uh, episode 26 preview at the beginning of episode 25? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Look, I couldn't think of anything else to talk about. I, I should it like I, I need to I need to study the ways of Alice Caldwell Kelly. Maybe I can learn to do be more entertaining things while I'm while I'm solo on the mic. I mean but you I'm can not even do what I do sometimes and it's just like waiting music. I, I know that I've gone into like some D two for waiting music before. Not actually playing it, just, uh, you know, Yeah, but I'm bad at stuff like that, 
So, eh? Yeah. All right. I don't know. My, my brain just goes, fuck, 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 fuck. Just say anything. Say something. Just talk. Uh, I think I'm giving this a 4.25. I enjoy it. Yeah, I do too. I would definitely try more stuff from them based on this. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Maybe so, one of these days we'll find ourselves down in Brockton and go to Brockton Beer Pub. I really hope I don't ever have to find myself in <laughs> Brockton ever again, personally. But yeah, it's it's been known to happen because that, like fairgrounds or whatever the fuck it is has like concerts and shit oh man but. i want to go to a fair again one of these days i really want like a shitty corn dog and ride the gravitron i don't even know if they still use the gravitron but i'd ride it and that's how tj died <laughs> yeah tj ate six corn dogs before going on the gravitron <laughs> after doing like a bunch of blow and i don't mean just like a bunch of blow i mean a bunch of blow and then like, his heart just like Nick Cage and Nick Cage and Mandy. <laughs> <down> well. yeah. <laughs> just a fucking pile on a table that co- probably just... cost like. <laughs> Seriously, like, like, just thinking about like the street price of that po- that pile of quote unquote blow in Mandy. It's like, what do you think? Like, I don't know, five grand. I don't think that's unreasonable assumption in that, like, considering the size of that pile. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's an unreasonable assumption either, because uh, that was probably ounce and a half, two ounces. Easy. 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 If not more, you know. Yeah. So I have no idea what the street price of fucking cocaine is these days, but yeah, it's we're probably talking, a like, lot. It's probably a lot. <laughs> I'd say more than a couple. Probably more than a few. Probably closer to a du- to ten. Yeah. I, I have no idea though. I mean, how much? How much does a banana cost? Ten dollars. Uh. Well, or sixteen or whatever, listeners. Dear if listener, any... we gotta say dear. dear listeners, all sixteen of you like if anybody has any insight into that feel free to email us but also (laughs) like don't give us the explanation for why you know it either because it's way funnier to come up with a story in my head yes um all right should we get on with beer talk because you've got a fuck ton of beer to talk about that probably we're not going to get through all of it this episode yeah which is good um so I've been to Tavern in the Square twice in the last... in lol. Yeah, uh, twice in the last month. I had two different uh, Springdale Sours, although the one I had last night, I have no fucking clue which one it was because the server clearly didn't get that I wanted to know what the fuck I was drinking, but it was fine. I mean, more or less the same deal, like the one I had before, like last time was called Pom Foolery. And again, it wasn't like bad enough that I wanted to lower its average rating. 
but I think the four I gave it was actually kind of generous. Like mm. Springdale, the thing I will say about Springdale Sours is I think that they do a really good job of coming across like nice and sour. Like a lot of, there are a lot of sours out there that aren't very sour, but like they do a pretty good job of like keeping that like original sort of tartness, but like well, most of the other like flavors the don't come through well. Isn't it like the deciduous ones that I wouldn't really call them sours? They're more like they're more they're more like tart than they yeah, are. Yeah, there's sour. a lot of them, honestly, and actually you a know? lot of my favorite kind of sours these days are, fall into that category. I, mean, I would say shit, like a lot of the definitive sours I was are kind of like isn't that too. Like that too, yeah, yeah. But Whoa. like, but most of that is because you have so much of that like fruit character. You end up throwing in things like lactose and um, vanilla. Like the vanilla isn't doesn't add any sweetness, obviously, but it does give kind of almost the perception of sweetness. It makes your brain think it's sweeter. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you have a lot of stuff that kind of cuts the the sweet the tartness a bit. Um, so let's see what else um i mean the next tried... one you have on your list i'm kind of jealous of because not only do i like lone pine i like the hops that they use in it too oh the neon balloon dog yeah but it's lone pine it was lone pine yeah yeah it was serviceable it was so we're talking about neon balloon dog yeah it was it serviceable like, yeah you you gave it a 3.75 so it's not that impressive which again no. is also disappointing given that it's Citra, Ella, and Eldorado hops in there. Yeah, but it's but, Lone Pine. Yeah. Is kind of my point here. Like Lone Pine is in my mind at this point a brewery that, you know, does serviceable stuff. I'm not gonna be like, ew, fuck that, I'm not drinking it. But like I'm never gonna I don't really get excited about their stuff. Yeah. Like I feel like I used to get excited about their stuff, and then I realized that like Pretty consistently, it was just okay. That's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it is disappointing, but, you know, it's not like every brewery in Portland could be good. Come on. Or mm -hmm. amazing. I'm not, again, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that, like... Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, as we've you're... said multiple times before, nothing we drink is bad, unless we're specifically like, no, no, we gotta drink this because it's hilariously bad-sounding. And then we specifically will drink that. But you can tell when we do those. And I just noticed I forgot to check in our second one last time. Whatever. So. I had a little jaunt to Trillium. So. The three things that I tried while I was there. I had double past present pretzel. Which is, let's see, it's a double IPA. Yeah, it doesn't really give much information. I I, I want to say that it was, it because it, I think it's it's based on another beer. Um, I think it's based on another beer that they've done. Um. But I think that it's the multi-grain malt is why they named it pretzel something. So uh, Plus, I'm guessing they get the malts direct because it's supposed to... One of the things that they do say is... Uh, um, 
This double IPA represents a symbiotic relationship between Miller and Brewer, shining the spotlight on local healthy food systems and regenerative agriculture. Yep. But, you know, it's a, it's a trillium double IPA. Yeah, like, so it's, not it's gonna never going to be bad. <laughs> um, I gave it a 4.25. Um, and then I had a daily serving mango and passion fruit. That was actually one of the better daily servings I think I've had. I gave that one a 4.5. Like, that was... Nice. That was really solid. Um, it had, I would say, a nice balance between the sourness and like kind of sweetness from the fruit. But I think that that's partially because passion fruit itself has a lot of tartness. Yeah. So it tends to keep it from sliding into like too sweet of a place. Um, but both the mango and the passion fruit came through well. I think the passion fruit potentially was slightly stronger, but like that's not really a bad thing in my mind. And, you know, it just, it was fantastic, honestly. Um, it's like the person I was with was like, actually, yeah, I'm going to get that now. So, awesome. yeah. Um, and then I got resolution break 2021 now i don't usually go for especially imperial stouts when i'm out but like i kind of had to with this one yeah so this one is caramelized pearl sugar and vanilla bean glaze layer on the palate following followed a wash of our trillium blend cold brew revealing roasted nut dark chocolate bits and salt earthiness so if i recall correctly this is actually made with stroopwafels like brewed with stroopwafels yeah that sounds awesome i mean once again you had to try that, man. I fucking had to try it, but like, I don't usually like to get a, a, a you know, anything 10% or above when I'm out, but this yeah. was a 13% that I was like, I gotta fucking try that. And it did not taste like a 13% at all. Like, at all at all. It was, it was fucking delightful. I mean, again, I'm gonna say this, like, Trillium does every single style well. There are some breweries that really do, and like, man trillium just fires on all cylinders like all the goddamn time every style that i actually like they do exceptionally well yeah i'm trying to think of like is there any style from them that i've had that is weaker than others like part of me in the old days like the early days of trillium i probably would have said their wild ales were most likely their weakest thing that they were doing but i think even those have gotten way better over the years yeah i i think so too i'm trying to remember i might have actually had i might have had something else they had actually a kind of a series of wilds that i don't maybe i never actually got any of them um i mean we've also had wilds there i think last time we were there something we had had wild ale yeah, but they're doing a new series of wilds that you that high. It sounds like instead of hops, it, it's it's sort of like a wild ale combined with a gruit. So Ooh. they they're kind of, but they're highlighting particular 
herbs in that it, within it. So, you know, they had like, it's like yarrow or some shit. Like they had like a, a, like three different ones while I was there. I don't, I don't know that I got any of them. I didn't check them in and I have a terrible fucking memory. So like, I can't remember, but like, I don't think I actually got a chance to try any of them, but I absolutely would. It's something that I should look for in the future. Um, and actually, I think part of the reason I passed on them on tap was because I thought that they had them in bottles and they didn't. Ah, uh, that's disappointing. So. Oh, well. Um, and then. That night, we also moved on to Tip Tap Room to finish things up because, you know. Tip Tap. Um, not everything I had was New England, but. A New England that I did try was Farm to Fest, which is Tilted Barn Brewery from Exeter, Rhode Island. It is their Merzen. And let's put it this way. I gave a Merzen a four. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, dude. So style and specific, I'm calling that a five. Like that was a that that's exactly what I want from a Merzen. Like it was, you know, malty, it was flavorful, it was, you know, like, just fucking perfect. I was really impressed. Like, I haven't, I don't know that I've had anything else from Tilted Barn, but, like, now I want to try more. Yeah, especially if, like, their Meritzen is a four for you. Because, like, yeah. that, that, that is super impressive. It is. It really is. Like, again untapped style specific ratings also have you noticed that there's a lot of people that like have you been seeing like instead of 0.25 or increments have you been seeing the 0.1 increments yes i have i'm guessing that that is probably people using the official site that we were talking about and having a port over to this okay because i've seen i've seen that plenty and i would rather if you know you give us all the options that are on that on here because i never access it through my computer i literally never have not once ever not not once ever um here i'll give you a chance to drink a little bit and i'll introduce your next beer that's not from new england because god damn it you're going to talk about this brewery (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so her next beer is a beer called Rare Corals Batch 3. It's a farmhouse ale with guava, bananas, strawberry, cantaloupe, toasted coconut, and chamomile from the amazing Jester King Brewery of Austin, Texas. Would you like to tell us about this? What Was it I a mean, wild? Uh, I'm guessing it was, because like, yeah, isn't that, it, that's their thing, right? Is like, yes, everything's a wild. Basically. Um, not necessarily a wild, but they, they also tend, they kind of tend to use at least slightly more interesting yeasts. Like they tend to do a lot of like the kind of Saison sort of style farmhouse Mm -hmm. sort of style stuff too. So not necessarily a wild, but this one was because of, I mean, it, it makes sense when you put fruit and shit in it, but, um, no, Jester King is fucking phenomenal um i still think so i think that 
and it's a it's an amazing place to visit. I mean, I love that it's technically in Austin city limits, and you're like, am I going down the right road? Because this is like all farms <laughs> and shit. But they do have a great plot of land out there, and that was a fun visit when we were in Austin. Oh yeah, that was a blast. Like I would a hundred percent go back there. It's like a, just a super chill place to like hang out outside and you know just chill out and drink good beer like mm -hmm. you know pretty scenery like but yeah but... i mostly wanted to talk about this just because it's like if you dear listener ever he ever see jester king somewhere it might be kind of pricey it's always worth it yeah and despite you know my personal attempt to kind of boycott most things coming out of texas these days slash going to texas which is still a bummer but i mean it's chester king yeah it's like yeah they're fine i'm not worried about them particularly it's the it's the fact that like i don't really know the political leanings slash potential donations of most companies like i guarantee you chester king isn't like being like yay abortion sucks so um yeah i would, I would at least hope so i mean yeah. just if nothing else i think at least the majority of the brewers that i've met over the years aren't dick bags mm -hmm. it's more like the hanger-ons that are the dick bags of like that general click yeah like the people who don't brew beer but they're just friends with everybody who does brew beer so they pretend like they're a brewer even though they're not I'm, I'm I'm looking at a specific ex-manager of mine when I'm saying this. Not looking at him, but just in my mind's eye. You're like, cough, 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 cough. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say a name. But Yeah, it's fine. You you know the dick bag I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So, man, we might actually burn through my backlog. Um, other than the stuff that we're holding off and talking about. So, in terms of what I've checked in since then... I don't know, man. Um, There's a lot more in here. Yeah, it's true. Um, but we are burning through it pretty quickly. We'll see. Anyway, so... Last week, I had to do a site visit out in Springfield. But unfortunately for me... Said site visit was at 11 a.m. And many, many breweries open at like 3 or 4. Now, I was done with this site visit by like, I don't know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock, something like that. Um, you may not want to be too specific on things like that. Whatever. Does it matter that much? No, not really. Care? No, I mean... Unless you have management that will potentially listen to this, because it could be self-incriminating. No, I mean, it's fine. Like, I basically, like, you know, the massive amount of driving I did covered most of the rest of my day. The oh. only thing I did that day was site visit. So if I want to stop on my way home, that's my prerogative. Yeah. All right. I gotcha, gotcha. So... I'm like, well, I'm hungry. You know, most breweries aren't open. And I didn't feel like killing a bunch of time until places were open. Because 
can't remember. Traffic. I had something else I needed to get. Yeah, traffic, but I also, I, I can't remember. I might have had something else I needed to get back for. I might have had, like, a small thing I needed to do when I got home after work or whatever. Anyway, so I'm like, ah, fuck. I'm probably not going anywhere. And then I'm like, it's like, well, I could always stop at Treehouse, but I've been to Treehouse a bunch of times. Like, it's like, look, come on. Like, let's let's find something different. So it's like, oh, wait, Vanished Valley. And they're open. They opened at, like, noon. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll go get lunch. I'll get a flight. You know, try a couple of things. Um, I can... Don't lie. You were just sitting there pounding, like, 20-ounce steins of beer. Just all lunch. That was your lunch. It was, like, six of those. No, for real. You should be proud of me. I got a flight and nothing else. Wow. Yeah. I got a flight and I got... Oh man, what was that sandwich that I was making you super fucking jealous with? I'm all I all I'm rem- all I'm uh, remembering it had pickles on it. The fuck else was on that? Oh, it was a grilled cheese with bacon and pickles. Yeah. And like slightly spicy like made in house pickles. Yeah, it yeah. was stupid good. It was like hell yeah. This is amazing fucking lunch. Awesome. I mean, I did get a couple of fours to bring back, so that will get those will get covered at some later point. But the things that I had while I was there in my flight were Experimental Series Batch 42, which is the best number I could have possibly had. Indeed. Um, it is a simple malt bill and a blend of Zamba, Ella, and Vic Secret. I'm really curious what Zamba tastes like. Because you know Ella and Vic's Secret. I don't know that I could really... No. (laughs) No. It wasn't like... It happens. Yeah. It it wasn't easy to parse out, frankly. Um, But... That was... That I gave a four. And... I Then create the life you want is a dipper that uses Citra, Mosaic, and Vic Secret. It was formerly Experimental Series Batch 32. Nice. Um, I mean, that, that sounds pretty damn solid. Yeah, that was very solid. Um, Stay Positive and Keep the Faith was a just straight New England IPA. Um, that was probably That was my least favorite of the four. Still not bad. That was originally Experimental Batch 12. Um, and it doesn't tell you what the hops are. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, those were those were all solid. I mean, Vanish Valley, I think, is more primarily known for New England-style IPAs in general. And like that's most of what they had on tap that was actually particularly interesting to me, which is why I kind of stuck in that... Um, kind of category but when i was filling out my little you know card for the flight you know she goes oh uh actually that one just kicked what we have on now is upriver and i'm like all right yeah just give me just give me upriver instead of i can't remember the name of the one that i was originally going to get upriver despite the fact that i gave it a 4.25 much like i did with the uh create the life you want because both were very solid but they're very different so it's a double dry hop galaxy. It had one of the more interesting 
like flavor palettes that I've come across with a New England style IPA. I don't really know how they managed to do that with like straight galaxy, but like I'm I don't even know how to describe it. I mean it was like it's like almost like fruity or like candy, but like not sweet. Like it was extremely smooth. It was unbelievably pleasant. Like that one I really, really dug. Um so like it's like one of those beers that like tastes fruity even though it doesn't have fruit in it. I don't know. I do love that. I mean, I guess it's just certain taste buds of ours are associated like associate specific flavor with memory and yes. our best approximation is memory of these things that we've had more commonly. Mhm. Mm Yay, that's brains! Why, that's why fruit and candy comes brains. to mind a lot. Well, not just brains, there also is a little bit of chemistry to it, because, again, flavonoids and terpenes are what provide the flavor in scent in actually an awful lot of things. Um, and fruit and fruit and fruit, beer and weed being three of them. Um, but it's a matter and spices actually a lot too. So like, that's why sometimes when you get like almost like a peppery flavor off of either beer or weed, it's because it has beta carophyllin in it, which is a, uh, a terpene that's really common in black pepper. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. So just so as it's like more a, about like chemical composition and yeah. then that's where our associations come from. That's why flavor chemists are a thing. I mean, there are people yeah. like... They still know, haven't it, perfected artificial banana. No. Well, no, they did. Oh, they but did? The thing, okay. <laughs> the reason I say... The, but the reason it feels like they didn't is because that our artificial banana was perfected when the dominant species of banana was a different species than what we currently have. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I never knew that. So and it is you, a perfect representation. Yeah, it's a perfect representation of what bananas used to fucking taste like. It's just that that's not the cultivar anybody grows anymore because they're not as hardy. So I don't know if that species is extinct, but in fact it might be. Uh, because humans suck. I mean, aren't bananas very similar in terms of like a catastrophic disease going throughout crops like as vulnerable as like corn yeah i mean that's because what? if you haven't noticed that basically every banana tastes the fucking same it's because there aren't really different cultivars whereas like i actually really like that we have i mean i don't know that they're actually different enough to prevent things like disease susceptibility but like we do you have know, different flavors of corn. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, oh, corn less so apples, peaches, yeah. like, you know, because we have a lot of farms that actually do grow a lot of different types of like, especially like those two. Um, um, isn't there some dude out there who has like a collection of heritage apples that are in like the 200s? Am I remembering this wrong? No, you might be right. Um, I think that there are. I mean. But hell, I that really could know. be those still could be susceptible to um, virus because I'm guessing 
that a lot of trees like because you can have a tree that grows multiple different types of fruit it's easier to keep it in like the same type of fruit but that also means you could have a core tree that has a bunch of grafts of different species of apple attached to it but oh, if yeah. that core tree gets an infection then it would spread to all of the grafted parts well yeah wow. and what we got really weird this time we're, we're talking about like um fruit species plant species in general plant but species. yeah i mean that's one of those things that's kind of interesting it's like it makes me wonder what the different like what the threshold is for like the percentage of genetic material that's i'm close the percentage of genetic material that's different between like different categories of things so for instance like you know i mean don't we have a lot of similar genetics to mushrooms we have a lot of similar genetics to a lot of fucking things especially yeah. <laughs> mammals in general but like yeah even like yeah there's a lot of con conservation of genetics in general because like certain things just sort of work that way um mushrooms were not that close to like from a uh genetics perspective but like for instance you know different dog you know like a like a chihuahua and like a great dane look entirely different for the most part but like they're extremely genetically similar to the point where they can interbreed it's when really when you have like but that's the question is it's like okay so a does it work the same way with plants because like so in theory then i think if a great dane gets a is... disease they could easily pass it to a, a chihuahua because the genet they're not genetically different enough that the susceptibility to disease would be affected does that kind of work the same way with you know plants in general but like you know i don't really know like I, I i don't have a good answer for that i don't really know what percentage of you know genetic like material that uh like the original common cultivar of banana shares with our current common cultivar of banana i i don't know i i you needed like i don't know a botanist or d disease ecologist or maybe like a whole fucking panel of people with different specialties to really answer that question sufficiently but and since yeah, we're I none mean, of those and have access to none of those not gonna happen mm -hmm. but no um, genetics is fucking fascinating dude oh yeah like, no it, it it most definitely is yeah, it's um, one of those things. It's like, yeah, I could be a, I could go back to school and be a geneticist. I don't really want to get a PhD. There's a million things that I could find. I could, I think I could potentially be happy doing, but I don't know if I'd enjoy any of it on a day-to-day -day basis, and I don't know if I have the time or money to actually get ed any education that I would need. Ta-da! Ta-da! Modern life is fucking great. Yeah. Um. Oh man, no. I'm trying to like avoid nope. the urge. Nope. Nope. Stop. Stop. Um um beer. Beer. We're talking about beer. Okay. We we're talking about beer. So my, my beer is currently empty though, so that's why I'm trying to like talk some to give Emily yeah. some time to like finish up hers because it, it is an Emily heavy episode because honestly, let's let's I don't really go a lot of places. I just sort of sit and watch stuff, so I consume and regurgitate media 
just every day, every time I wake up, I just find myself like vomiting out this collection of words in the morning. I can't seem to stop it. See, th this is why I should like start soft launching on YouTube a theater screw channel that's like, what did TJ watch? Yeah, but your fucking camera sucks ass. And yeah, your background my camera sucks, sucks ass. ass. Well, if I was doing video content... Your lighting if, sucks ass. If I was doing video content, I would have to set things up better. Yeah. If I actually, this is my point, though. I, I, like... I, have, I have thoughts that we can talk about off-show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, continuing on. Uh, I don't fucking know. I was thinking of something. Your mom? Um, my mom actually just texted me while we were doing this. Uh, that's right. I was supposed to call my mom at some point today. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, do 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 do. Really? Uh, yeah. No, I got fucking nothing right now. Um, while you're finishing up, uh, we'll we'll do like some pop culture bullshit. Oh wait, I just finish. finished up. So next up from us is Sunbird Triple I Triple India Pale Ale from Second Wind Brewing Company in um larger than you realize it is plymouth mass yeah plymouth, if you look at it on a map it's like 107 square miles it's like something ridiculous oh so it's like the size of nashua like you don't realize how big fucking nashua is until you like drive around it and you're like oh there's like a long stretch of like route three that's all nashua yeah or even like boston like, but I'm it also goes west and east from there too. Yeah, I'm technically Boston, but I'm Roxbury. It's like yeah. Manomet to uh, fucking Plymouth. I mean, like we're talking, districts. we're talking New England big though. Yeah, New England big, not Texas big, or, uh, or like anywhere Montana else, big like, or or well, Montana City's probably like well, they might any, be anything in between. L.A. Yeah, fucking New York City. Yeah. Area wise, both both population and area for both of those last two. Anyway. All right. Crack. Anyway, three, two, one, crack. Normally, I would not have gone for a triple IPA, but like, this is the only fucking second wind this store had. And it was like, I really want to try this place. All right. It is like clear. Oh. I would say be careful at the bottom. It looks like there is some uh, yeast in there. Because you don't really want to get that. It's supposed to be mostly clear. I got a bunch of yeast. Womp. Yeah, I I stopped early, so that, that's a good thing. It's mostly clear. It's not completely transparent, but it is quite translucent. So it's a triple IPA with Valencia orange and lactose, I believe. Wow. For one thing, you don't taste the alcohol at all. For two, I taste the added ingredients. For three, it's smooth as fuck and like extremely pleasant to drink despite not oh, being my. cloudy. All right. 
for me, it's slightly too sweet. But that milk sugar does come through really well. Like, immediately, you get that sweetness from it. Yes. I also... So I kind, what, what's funny is I kind this, of want a little more. I, I kind of want like vanilla thrown into this and just make it a fucking cream sickle. But this is delicious, and you're right; it doesn't taste like a ten percent. More or less, that's I think what the the idea behind this beer is is cream sickle. But I'm like guessing it is, but like I want, I want some like vanilla bean thrown into this thing as well. Like yeah, not but even the much, the lactose is giving the it. The, the the lactose is giving me my is telling my brain vanilla see that's where i get the creamy from yeah but i mean it's also giving me but i associate creamy and vanilla in my mind so this is surprisingly easy drinking for a 10 percent. yeah no i mean like this is like i said this is just what they had at the store like i would totally be down to like try more of their shit but like they don't distribute like i think that place in weymouth that i went to was like one of the farthest places that they distribute to and it's like uh driving to plymouth sucks Uh, i mean especially from you for me yeah what are you like group three to 95 and just fucking take that it's either that or take. No. I, I I assume that's faster than four ninety five the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Because you can get to the Cape via like four ninety five to like other shit, but like that's a dumber way to go. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that would be longer. Way longer. Mm. No, I dig this. This is this is solid. Like I. I've heard really good things about this brewery. I really wanted to try something from them. And like, this is a style that I normally find most places like swing and miss really hard on. And like, this is, this is a fucking hit in my mind. Yeah, this is definitely a hit. Um, I think the problem is most places just try to like pop the fuck out of it and then add it like a shit ton of sugar. And then that's yeah. how they get like the higher ABV without really caring about like flavor. It's just like, no, nah, no, nah, this would be the stuff we use. And that's how it should taste. This, uh, the longer I sit without sipping it, and I actually need to like sit on this for a little bit. I look forward to like more the end because the sugar is getting less sweet and adding more just into the cream, bringing like a sweet cream kind of flavor. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly shocked that how much I, at how much I like this, given how relatively clear it is. But like, there's no, there's no bitter, there's really no bitterness to speak of. But there's not that like disgusting, cloying sweetness that you get with a lot of high ABV oh, stuff yeah. either. Like, I see, I see like a red can maybe that has like an eagle on it maybe. That was like a really, really super sweet. Um... You sound like a psychic trying to find someone's yeah. lost beer. Um, um, I'm, I'm seeing an M in my mind's eye. No, it's not an M name company either. But like, I can also see a blue can from them. These are very descriptive, right? 
Yeah, you're doing a fucking great job right now. Um, I'm actually going to use my hands to try and warm this up a little bit. Because I think the warmer it gets, like, you don't want it to be super hot, but yeah. I'm guessing that this is a beer that is probably meant to be served around, I don't know, 50 degrees. Yeah, that's Five. possible. Probably 50. I don't know. I Usually I would err on the side of colder for IPAs in general. I mean, the complexity comes out as you warm it up, but like you also don't want it to warm up too fast because it usually gets all like weird and gross. Yeah. But no, I, I despite the fact that I can see my hand through the glass, I'm actually very impressed with this. Like it, it absolutely has all the qualities flavor wise that I expect from a New England style IPA. It's just a lot more filtered than most of them are. But they've managed to do the filtration without losing that like mouthfeel and complexity, which is actually kind of impressive to me, frankly. Hmm. Like, this is extremely impressive. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm glad that I actually made a point of, like, finding a liquor store that carried them. Actually, I think we still have a bunch of other shit that we need to drink from that trip, too. So we should probably do those soon as well. Yeah, I mean, we can put off our Bradbury excursion for a while. I mean, we could, but, but like... We, yeah. should be, we should be getting through um, more of the IPAs, because those go bad faster uh yeah. also we're most likely going to end up moving to a weekly format if not next week then the week after because again there's a lot of beers to drink i um, folks i have let's see i have a case plus a couple of beers sitting on my dining room table waiting to go to tj's more than half of oh, which are wow. things that more than half of which are things that are he has his own can of, and then a probably about eight-ish that are sharing beers. Yeah. No, I'm not fucking kidding, dude. I'm like, uh... Yeah, this, uh, this might be a, like, bring my car around and, like, make my life easier so I don't have to carry it as far kind of deal. Or at least, like, pull it into visitor sure you have to go out that's what to i'm the saying car back in but yeah no uh it's a lot of beer i didn't realize it was quite that much well it doesn't really help that like remember my dad went to yes. maine yeah yes. um he gave me more than what i asked for uh hey shout out to bruce you're the man thank you for being our neo also he's the have you the actually one looked at that supports us on I, I was gonna say, okay, I don't know. I haven't either. Um, I, we keep saying we're we're gonna we're gonna do bonus episodes as soon as we get a second patron. What what if we've had a second patron for like a month or something, and you like how neither one of us has looked, and we're just assholes. Um, well, hopefully, you dear listener have continued to support us, and that's something that we should check after the episode because we've talked about it before, and neither of us have done anything about it. I think I might have looked, or at least I looked in the uh, Neaver um, Gmail to see uh -huh. if we had gotten a notification. So oh, I feel do like you we, get a notification we, that way? I would guess that you would get a notification if it's like such and such as signed up for your Patreon. 
having I, only one patron, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Uh, but hey, shout out to Bruce. Thanks for being Yay. our our Neo. I, I know I just said it, but it's funny. Uh, check out The Matrix Resurrections in theaters sometime in December. Ew. Why I'm totally they... gonna fucking watch it. I'll totally watch it, but like, come on, man. The the second and the third one sucked ass. Like, why do it again? I wonder how much studio interference got in the way with the second and third one. Or hopefully really... a lot. Yeah. I hopefully um, it was studio interference and not just like, look, we made a fucking successful movie. Now we can do whatever and like look how cool. This would be so cool. And everyone's like, but oh, I, yeah, you made I a also, super successful movie, so obviously you know what you're talking about. So yeah, that's the greatest idea ever, even though they're like, well, oh, that's, no, that's, that's what I don't actually know about the story. Were those two studio interference, or given the success of the first one, they were told to make two more, and they had no idea what to do, and that's what we got. Or they just lean super hard into, like, the weirdest, shittiest parts of their personalities or something. Like, I don't really know. I don't... I I honestly wonder, like, how... I wonder how anything in this world works at all, ever. Like... Yeah. Frankly. Uh, let's not get into our existential crises as well. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, trying, mean... we're trying to avoid politics, religion something else and our individual existential crises yeah you know you just sort of slip in and out of that it's just like a natural state of being for me um so well it's like i'm a boil on the ass of humanity but i also really want ubi we're not gonna talk politics we're not gonna talk politics <laughs> you're not the most boil on the ass of humanity person i know personally so oh man that makes me wonder who you think that the bigger boil on the ass of really humanity is come on man i'm not saying the name but come on man um oh, oh, oh that was oh, that was oh. <laughs> uh no i honestly dude i think i'm gonna call it for us doing beer talk like all right let's just, so I'll, let's just I'll like transition because then if you have like a larger backlog of things that you've had it gives you more to talk about in the episode that we can more easily stretch out if we're going to start doing weekly yeah that'll, that'll, Zinga, that'll definitely help <sighs> oh um, i watched halloween kills yeah uh, it was it was pretty decent there's a lot of like throwback stuff in there. Like there's one kill that he does. And um, while I've never seen season of the witch, I can see the like cover of the VHS from season of the witch in my mind's eye mm -hmm. has like the three kids trick or treating with like a big skeletal pumpkin head in the background. But there's a throwback in it that has three people dead that are wearing like the, the skull, the pumpkin, and the witch mask. Nice. So that was a cool throwback. It's got the most kills of any Michael Myers movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's decent. It's a lot of fan service. It's not bad. I don't think it's great. But I'm also, like, I think that Michael Myers might, nah, 
I'm not sure if it's Michael Myers or Leatherface that is my least favorite slasher. And I know that those are like sacrilege words to say to certain horror fans, but fuck you. I'm my own person and have my own opinions about things. And that's what makes humanity at least sometimes interesting is discussing your opinions on things. Yeah. Um, Speaking of horror movies, uh, the two of us watched through all of the Final <laughs> Destination movies because I'd actually only ever seen the third one before. And I definitely definitely did not. I remembered parts of it. Like there were certain things that I remembered really vividly and there were others that I was like, oh, I completely forgot this happened. Oh, um, yeah. There were times in the movie where you would ask me, like, is that going to happen next? And it's like, maybe... It's like, no, no, that didn't happen at all. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think you and I saw it in theaters together because we're old and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, by and... and large, with any Final Destination movie, actually, that's a lie. Because there's at least two of them. Two of the sequels, you kind of need to have seen at least the first one. Yeah, that's to fair. get the most out of. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you could absolutely watch. You could watch them as like one, two, and then five. You could just skip three and four. I wouldn't yeah. recommend doing that because I really enjoy three, and yeah, while four sucks ass, it does have at least one fantastic kill. Oh, it has some. I mean, they all have moments. Like I like that's the thing is I would say. Oh, I actually, think... no. It has two fantastic kills because um, it's not only the pool but the escalator. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The escalator is pretty solid. Um, no, I like overall. I think I agree with your order. Um, in which terms what was of... it? Was it five one three two I... four or was it one, one five? five... Three, three, two, two four. Two, four. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I... like the one position kind of alternates with me. It's similar to like my favorite John Carpenter movies. Like it always kind of changes, but it's usually mostly the same things in there. I mean, I, I, I think I would go with one, five, three, two, four. I think that really like that more or less like fits with me, but I could see flip flopping back and forth between that and five. Um, uh, like five is surprisingly good. It really is. Like, especially after the kind of letdown that four is, because like you saw it as well. So the yeah. major, the major catastrophe moments in the five different ones going from one to five. So in. Final Destination, it was a plane explosion in New York. Um, mm. Fucking Final Destination 2. And there is a reason why I'm actually saying the titles going through. Uh, Final Destination 2, it is a highway crash mm-hmm. that, you know, again, like every movie has fantastic moments. And just it because. It really does. Just because two is my fourth favorite doesn't mean it's bad doesn't no. mean it's bad like number well, four the is the only one that's like no this is largely actively bad all right all right so no so three, I, I wouldn't three, even say that three is roller coaster accident yeah that was uh, kind of rad there is ac- all right so now we're on to the final destination which is a yes. thing that was ahead of their time because now it's something that everybody is doing because the Suicide Squad, 
see Batman. Yes. But, like, I don't hate it. It's just stupid when you're trying to, like, watch through them in chronological order. Yeah. I'm making a jerk-off motion, folks. It's yeah. it's the dumbest fucking thing. I hate it. I think it's stupid. Um, so in the Final Destination, it's an accident in NASCAR. I mean, yeah, that one's got some real... It's got, it, overall, oh, it is plus, the weakest, but it it's was, got some fun moments. Plus studio interference because it was a movie that was coming out when, um, like... 3D was oh, all the for rage. Fuck's sake, I know. Or when there were, were so many to, movies when that they were, were trying just like, to make it the rage. Yeah, but there it were does so still many have movies that were weakened by that whole thing. It is. It does have some good kills, but I think that it's it's the obvious worst. Yes. Like everything else is kind of close. Like, especially one in five for me. I mean, three, three is the clear third. I think that two, well, again, two has some fantastic moments. And if you want to watch them, but don't want to watch all five, again, I would say watch one, two, then five. Because yeah. all of those kind, kind of tie, tie together. together. Yeah. yeah. But like, three is fun. Like four is the only Three one that it's is like a eh. lot of fun, <laughs> but like, honestly, none of them are bad. Like the production values and all of them are really good. And like, that's the thing I'm not going into a final destination movie, expecting it to be some like amazing cinematic experience with like, oh, a, God, like no. great no, dialogue this is, or anything. This is like popcorn it's, trash that exactly. I'm watching most likely in either February or maybe October. Yeah, which, it, like February is a long uh, time where it's just like, all right, let's just see what the fuck we can make off this crap. We have no confidence in it. Yeah, but like honestly, the the Final Destination movies as a whole are just like, it's a fun fucking ride. I don't expect it to be good. <laughs> I expect it to be fun. Like that's and just like again, like death yeah. in essence is just being an asshole. So let's personify death as a person or an entity, an entity yeah. that has action over our physical realm. That is just a total douchebag. Yeah, uh, like he essentially tips off somebody how they're going to die so that he can then get his metaphysical rocks off by creating scenarios where he's like, essentially death is Rube Goldberg. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, like I, I don't know if I don't know if Rube Goldberg was an asshole. What? Probably not a death bad death. Essentially, sets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I figure anybody who came from exists long like, enough. Yeah, except for Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, he's dude, probably he's an asshole had. in some way. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know, man. I have literally never heard anything bad about the dude. Uh, neither have I. I know. Hey, Weird Al Yankovic, if you enjoy beer, we'll mail you some. Although I feel like he's probably sober. Like, did, well, yeah, didn't, that feels... like, didn't like become sober, but I like, don't know. just doesn't drink because it's not his thing. Speaking of like trying to lure people back on, we should like, I should hit up Liam soon and be like, if I send you another box of beer, will you come on again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why not? It'll get us a bump and um, nothing. 
Yeah, who gives a shit? He was a blast to fucking talk to and drink with. Like, yeah, he was. I would definitely so, bet down it. for that idea. Like, I give um, zero fucks about whether it gives us a boost overall or not. Like, that was just fun. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I, I mean, like, fuck it. Maybe it'd be like, hey, Liam, you think Roz would be interested? Oh, man, what if we did, like, a four-way? Yeah, that would be... That'd be fun. That'd be fun as hell, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did we have anything else left to say about the cultural significance of the Final Destination series and how it should continue on? We didn't no. really talk about how it should continue on. No. I have this really like out there idea i'm not sure if i actually told you this one but i think it's pretty rad where it's um it's like final destination meets um almost vhs where it has like this semi-anthology vibe where there's this cult of people who keep on trying to chance death so that they can be actively killed by death I think you did mention that and like I could definitely see that working because I feel like I mean I feel like it's one of those things where like the Final Destination movies you could just continue making them forever like they have done with like Fast and Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast and the Furious. Actually, I think a Fast and the Furious might be harder than Saw. Cuz I also recently watched yeah. um Spiral from the Book of Saw which way better than I expected it to be. I mean, I am somebody who also enjoys. I I, I enjoy trash horror. So do, like I enjoy trash lots of things. Like yeah, honestly, I enjoy trash lots of things. <laughs> like Dan and I have had this conversation where it's like probably my two favorite movies in the world. One is like objectively garbage, and one isn't. Um, is the garbage one Hackers? Yeah, it absolutely Hackers. is. <laughs> Hackers is not a good movie from like an artistic you know or or technical right. standpoint or technical standpoint but it is a fucking blast the performances are great for what it is like it's a fun it's ride. not realistic but like the graphics are uh like are totally fun i mean like that's the thing is it's like i feel like especially back then if you tried to portray hacking in like a realistic manner it would have been just boring as fuck to watch where like and that's the thing that like in general hacking is as a, very impressive a, about um fucking mr robot as well because which is why it's it's, it's more technically accurate but it's still an uh, it's just it is amazing it is captivating like again i'm dying on the hill of mr robot is better than breaking bad I if do you haven't to... fucking watched both of them Watch Mr. Robot because you've probably seen Breaking Bad. Mr. Robot really is great. I had somebody introduce me to it like a number of years ago. I've watched through the entire series twice, three times now. I think it's only twice. I think that like, I'm at twice, and that's why. I need okay, to so give... it's probably three times. I need to keep that's... going though, no, because like I there's... watched it. I watched it once on my own. Yeah. So okay. that's why I need to watch Breaking Bad because I've literally only, only seen watched the series that once. once. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, I feel like I should give Breaking Bad another shot because it makes me wonder, like, because if you go back and watch uh, Mr. Plus Robot. Plus, I still need to watch El Camino. 
going back and rewatching rewatching uh, um, the second time through, I thought was better of Mr. Robot than the first because you I agree. see you see more. But the thing is, is that the first time you watch through Mr. Robot. It's it's not that it's any it's not like it's less amazing than oh, the no, second it's, time. It's still amazing. It's just the a, first it's time a different kind of you, amazing. But yeah, because it's something the second that you time gain. you get to see all you, you can you know where the threads are and you can start to look at them because everything like Sam Esmail is never heavy handed. It's never like super intense. Like this is a thing that's going to happen in the future. Like I mean. The first time you watch it, I feel like, okay, I feel like the first twist is somewhat surprising, is not surprised, not that surprising. No, it, it was. If you, if you understand, if you, if you're familiar enough with like movies and TV shows and like, if you're like, psychology, if you're like me, you and Dan. Yeah. Like, but like, it's not it's like, all oh of my the God. other twists that happen in the show that are actually the revelatory ones. Yeah. Um sorry. Uh yeah. I, I think that But ugh, fuck, it reminded me of something. The fact that it's, Sam Esmail is doing a battle scar Battlestar Galactica, and my god, I really hope it's as amazing as I want it to be because like I do have high He's hopes currently my favorite director. I don't have so. huge well favorite director overall or favorite TV director? No, overall, currently overall huh. yeah a hundred percent like i think i am I'm that captivated still... by a, a by a, even though mr robot is not one of my absolute top favorite shows it's because my top favorite shows are not things that like would be considered like artistically good but like if you're going to pick a show that a lot of people would go oh that's artistically good like that's you know mr like, robot true. is probably well definitely top 50 if not top 20 tv shows for me it's it's definitely top 10 to top five okay i mean like, i say at least 20 but you know i i hate like doing ranked order i hate things. rank ordering too but like i mean I, like futurama and red dwarf are probably my top two I mean, Daria's up there as well, yeah, but like that's yeah. all stuff that like I either can rewatch infinitely, or and or are were like really influential to me. Like I can, I like actually Daria is both. Like I can rewatch Daria basically infinitely. Is I'm not that I've tried, but you know, I don't know, man. Personally, I think that I would burn out on that. No, I mean, like the, I, the, I the think only I thing could. I know for certain is like Futurama would be my, you know, Number trapped on, trapped on a desert island and somehow have like the entire collection of DVDs and a functioning DVD player and TV that I guess is solar powered because you're trapped on a desert island, right? But that's yeah. the only media that you have. Mm-hmm. But it would specifically be like DVDs or Blu-rays because I would want to have the audio commentaries in there as well because those are fun audio commentaries to listen to. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is it's like, I would love to say Star Trek Voyager in the sense that like I think that it has a pro- I Maybe for you, number of Star hours. Trek Voy- 
maybe for you, Star Trek Voyager. With no, it isn't all, though. It is all... Futurama. It's a hundred percent Futurama. But like Voyager's up there in like my top five. Um, I mean, it's like Star. It's Star Trek Voyager, Futurama, Red Dwarf. I mean, fuck. Like, I almost want to throw Zim in there because like Zim is basically oh, infinitely rewatchable Zim. to me too. Zim. Like, what? Zim. What? Why is his head so big? <laughs> These ones got peanuts and soap in them. You gotta make biscuits. You gotta make biscuits. I was a turkey the entire time. And then the squirrely dibs greasy head. <laughs> I, want a I want a sack of taquitos and a clown with no head. I was the chubby. Uh, oh, uh, no, it was. I was the uh, chubby lady hiding in the bushes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> But yes, wow, I'm fantastic. boring. Do I always explain everything like this? It also might have one of my single favorite character reads in anything that I've watched. Just Dibs, like, I don't know why it sticks with me so much, but Dib saying Birkin Window mm -hmm. just like sticks with me. <laughs> oh no. Like, I wish that Joan and Vasquez were like a more, I guess, ambitious human than like me. Cause like he might've been more prolific, but then he might've dulled down his creativity. Cause like I consumed basically everything that Joan and Vasquez has ever made. And he like, needed to be like three years younger and get onto adult swim instead of Nickelodeon true but the thing is is that like jonan is perfectly happy with like having i mean think of how long it took them to get enter the uh, florpus made because jonan yeah. is just like nah fuck you like Th think about how we've never gotten a like animated johnny the homicidal maniac series who the fuck would actually make that i love it i love johnny the homicidal maniac like i've used debbie yeah. If I knew like how to make for it, so many things would. for so long, but like for real though, how the fuck would you even make that? Like, who Although would carry I would... that? Shutter actually, Shutter would probably do that as an exclusive. Yeah, oh, but man. like, Does is Shutter that have that enough? kind of money? <laughs> is it? But that's what I'm saying. Is is it lucrative enough? Would it be enough money to make Jonan be like, yeah, that's worth doing? Um. I don't think so because you'd need a better animation quality than the only animated originals that they've done, which were their two animated, um, creep show episodes. Mm. Cause they had like, Oh no, I don't think that I thought they had two, but I think I'm misremembering. They do incorporate, they have been incorporating more animation into this third season which i do enjoy because it it helps to accent the vibe mm -hmm. but also makes certain things way cheaper for them to do as well so All you're right. getting yeah, you're getting sense. you're getting to see like more money put into different aspects of the production without having to do like expensive live action scenes right you know yeah so i i do dig it it's been an interesting interpretation. But, like, man, their first animated special, and maybe it's just because 
like specifically survivor type is a thing that I have wanted to make since the first time I read it because I can see exactly how I want it made in my mind. Yeah. And like one of the animated parts of it was a rendition of survivor type, which I didn't like. I thought that Kiefer Sutherland was a good voice for the character, but I would have rather Kiefer Sutherland in like, Lost Boys, ninety eight nine or like eighty eight eighty nine. Yeah. But so he, quick, he's got too much age in his voice. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So quick thing I want to shout out, just looking at my shelf of surprisingly few DVDs. Um, we watched Villains. It's a movie from like three years ago, I think, at this point. Um. But it is. Um, I mean, it's it's which fucking Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Okay, I was like, which and, fucking Skarsgård uh, um, is it? Burn Jeffrey Donovan's own, or no, Blair Witch 2's own Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> Amesbury Mass's own Jeffrey Donovan. Yes. Um, hey, quick shout out to Blair Witch 2: Book of Shadows. Everybody hates that movie, but it's one that I defend until the end because I dig the concept so much. Oh, and also we're ignoring the fact that Kira Sedgwick was in fucking villains too. Oh like, yeah, Kira Sedgwick as well, and she's yeah. fantastic in it. She's great. I mean, honestly, like, everyone honestly, in that movie yeah. is great. Like that. I like, have no idea who the girlfriend was, but no, I don't either. But she was solid. Like the like, I have no complaints with basically that entire movie. I would love to see. I think Jeffrey. I'm surprised Jeffrey Donovan doesn't get more work. I'm surprised he doesn't get more work as a villain. Um. I mean, the fact that he was able to play a spy fairly convincingly is like, yeah, that's not that surprising that he could play like a manipulative douchebag in like the bad way as well as the good way. I mean, not that not not not, not that He's Michael Weston's <laughs> that much of a douchebag, but he can be a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, he's almost like a Robin Hood, but without but, stealing, it's more about like fucking up the shit of people who suck. But we were talking about this when we were in, like in the middle of the movie is the fact that like Jeffrey Donovan is extremely talented at like, you know, basically emoting extremely well with like basically the entire bottom half of his face. But like the top half of his face doesn't really move. Absolutely. He can he can smile without he can smile with his mouth without smiling with his eyes. Yeah. And, like it's such a chilling thing to see. Oh yeah, because uh, he can like, absolutely smile. I know what he looks like when he smiles with his eyes, and it's mm -hmm. like it is definitely a, like the whole face is so different. Like, I mean, as Michael, you know, again as Michael Weston, he definitely did a lot of that like smiling with just the bottom and half of his face thing because he's like, you know, you know, doing doing it in situations where it's not like a genuine smile, and like it's like. It conveys it like it absolutely looks believable in the moment, but especially when you've seen him act and do that repeatedly, you're like, oh, because it's not reaching his eyes at all. Like and it like and he can tweak it so that like it reaches his eyes like a little bit or, you know, not at all or a lot or whatever. Like. No, he's impressively good at facial like, emotions yes yeah 
like similarly to um, fucking oh god I'm forgetting his name like Jim Carrey immediately jumps to mind but it's um, fucking Ernest mm. yeah Jim Carvey no Jim no. Varney Jim Varney yeah Jim Varney Jim Carney I think is a shitbag I could be wrong on that but I'm fairly certain he's a shitbag can't remember what kind of shitbag but a shitbag maybe wait that reminds me gw era is janet varney related to him oh that's a good question i have no idea honestly man like i know that you're like yeah i wasn't that into like uh stan of evil like when you watch like the first episode or whatever like it's hey i got through one and a half episode it's john c mcginley and janet varney how fucking bad i know could it i, I should be i should it give gets it better more of a try it gets better it get like you know how so many shows like you kind of need to like settle into the character before like you really get to like the good parts of the show like oh i don't know you've sat through multiple seasons of star trek before it gets good you can't sit through a few episodes of that yeah. till it gets good come on i i know that i really should um Oh man, that reminds me. I forget what the fuck it was. I want to say like some Star Trek shit posting group, but talking about how um, lower decks can't be part of actual Star Trek canon because its first two seasons don't suck. I Something mean, along those lines. I understand I think that, the like, impulse there, but TNG, like, no, nah, man. TNG finds their footing in season two. No, I, well. You can argue for season two, but I I still think it's like season three is like their first solid season. Um, well, DS Nine has like good episodes throughout the four first four seasons. Well, no, it, I it, it's three seasons. First three four, seasons. Four and is then where it four gets good. Is where it starts getting good. See, a lot of people argue for that DS Nine gets good in three, and I disagree with that. I think that three is still fairly inconsistent. It's four where it gets really solidly good. Um, I think that Voyager really picks up mostly, again, season three. Um, but I don't think seasons one and two of Voyager are nearly as bad as they are for the others. I think they're much more watchable and much more engaging than the other 90s tracks. I just... Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's still although, hit or miss, but overall, I think it's better. It isn't... I think that, like, season two and three get bogged down by having like two of the worst episodes. I mean, the thing it is, isn't like space salamander threshold, threshold is season two, except for the fact that like, you have to remember that they won an Emmy for that episode. Wow. Really? Yep. They won an Emmy for that episode. I don't think it was for like writing or like acting or anything, but I, I think it was like probably it was like, like a technical S- SFX or costume design yeah. or something. But like, and then isn't isn't like Tuvix season three? No, that's season two as well. That's season two as well. All right, mm-hmm. so I, I then just based on those. But two season being, two is uh, still not a bad season overall. It's just that oh, it's got some really God. low points. Like, no, season two is not a bad season. Like. I don't think there's a bad season of Voyager overall. Like, I think that they did a better job of also maintaining kind of like in, in like interesting storylines 
at least on the whole through the entire series where like TNG really kind of struggled its last season, especially last yeah. couple of seasons. Like what's the season where Bev fucks a ghost? I mean, come on. <laughs> I think that's season seven. That is an oh, awful man. episode. That is. Yeah. That's like, that's probably my least favorite episode of TNG. And like, I would say that like a lot of, my least favorite episodes of things that I haven't watched over and over tend to like be more forgettable where that is a thing that's like is burned into my fucking brain. Like threshold is like every star Trek series. I swear to God has like some fucking episode that just makes me be like, can I find the part of my brain? that This is stored in and make it not exist anymore. All right. Then the question becomes, because I cannot off the top of my head think of one. What what's the what's DS9? that episode of DS9? Yeah. I don't know because I've only watched through DS9 once. I mean, like, I've only watched through the entirety of TNG, DS9, and Voyager once. I've oh, seen so a yeah. bunch of episodes. I've seen a bunch of episodes. I've in never watched TNG all... and Voyager. You're right. Times. Start to finish, I've only watched TNG once. I mean, start to finish, I've watched Voyager a bunch of fucking times. But like, yes. start to finish, I've. But I would say that I've probably seen every episode of TNG at least twice. Where I cannot say the same for DS9. There are a lot of episodes of D. A lot, a lot. The majority of DS9 episodes I've only seen once. Um. I am not sure if, like, I know that I've seen moments of DS9 many times, but start to finish, I don't think that I've watched any episode of DS9 multiple times. Um, I believe that Emily is trying to motion to go smoke. No, I, I need to pee. Oh, you need to pee. Then, do you wanna, do you like, just wrap I would up, say, or? yeah, because we're at one twenty-five right now. So we oh should shit! Just yeah, wrap we should probably up. end. Also, we 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 also recently rewatched the real quick. Recently rewatched uh, Futures End Part One and Two of Star Trek Voyager. They that is season three episodes. I don't know, fucking nine and ten, maybe. All right, so that three does have, have some good episodes. Oh, it has a lot of really good episodes. Oh, um, doesn't also three have the um, the like? I think dream I think he, people. Um, yep. The, it has Cass getting taken over by some warlord, which is actually the next episode I need to watch. So maybe after this. Um, no, but it yeah. had like three really good episodes in a row. But like Ed, Ed Begley Jr. was real fun as like a villain who's totally unlike himself. Um, <laughs> I think like, those are the roles that he often likes to play. Like he doesn't want to be like he he's played plenty of good guy neighbor, which yeah. is usually how we see him, or like good guy dad, but doesn't quite understand. I don't know why I see that in my mind's eye. Guessing something from the eighties, but yeah, let's wrap it up. But um, yeah. Definitely bet some of the best episodes of Voyager. Go watch them. The Delta Flyers podcast. The majority of it is available for free online. Anywhere podcasts are found. Much like us. If you found us on some platform. They do. Hey, send it's, us an email. It's Garrett, Garrett Wong and Robbie Duncan McNeil. Who are uh, Harry Kim and uh, Tom Paris respectively in Star Trek Voyager. 
do a whole ass rewatch podcast where they like talk about a lot of behind the scenes stuff and stuff, which is, and they have a lot of like guest people on the Patreon part, which is great. So anyway, I need to pee. Let's wrap this shit up. Um, Well, you're the one who is plugging another podcast instead of ours to wrap it up. But yeah, we've been New England Beer Reviews. You can get in touch with us. Well, you can listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. If you uh, do it via streaming, then let us know because apparently we don't get numbers on that. So we have yeah, we don't get numbers on the downloads. Anything more than that? Uh, If you do listen to us, hey, please download us and then just fucking delete it after you listen to us. Um, But yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram um twitter twitter patreon yep it's mostly new england beer reviews i think except for all right i'm leaving by if you finish it up by emily's gone all right now this is where i want to tell you a tale tale of a faithful trip i've been tj davis alongside emily schick we've been new england beer reviews we hope you like what we do um because we like you we don't even know you but we like you so, goodbye, and till next time, dear listeners, we look forward to you listening. Music